Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy. It's the friend zone. We're going to have a good time. It's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend zone. Because Guy, we're friends. Times. We are mates. That's why we're on the friend zone with the rest of our friends. That's what we do here. We uh, hang out. We do hang out. With our friends. Often, not long after we watch pornography, which is also what friends do... Um, all sorts of friends do it in all sorts of different ways. For us, it's a sort of platonic professional experience. For some people, it's, it's probably quite a rot- an erotic sort of personal experience. What, our podcast? No, no, no. Watching porn with friends. Oh, I got you. Um, I got you, Chief. I tuned out. Don't, don't worry about <laughs> it. I think um, listening is probably the, the eighth or ninth most important thing in podcasting. It's uh, Here are the first seven in order. Hit me. Number one, audio quality. Paramount. Absolutely paramount. What? Exactly. Number two, uh, cleanliness, for it is next to godliness. You've got to make sure you have a big shower, wash your balls, scrub behind your ears. <laughs> Clean that asshole out before you jump on a mic. <laughs> Fucking hell. Number three. Rhymes like dimes. People love rhyming. And that's why you should incorporate as many couplets onto your podcast <laughs> as possible. Some call them couplets. I call them fucklets. Cutlets. Number four. The fourth most important thing in podcasting, make sure you're two two dudes doing the show. <laughs> I cannot stress how important that seems to be. Um, rule number five, uh, you've got to make sure that you've got an associated dance for your podcast. Wow. Not unlike flossing from Fortnite. Exactly. A lot of people talk about uh, getting a theme song together, getting some sort of logo, podcast artwork, brand identity going on. Um, but of course, before you do any of that stuff, you've got to make sure that you nail the dance associated with your show. Love to hear it. Rule number six. Lucky number six. You got to wear a hat. Yeah, man. You can't be flying uh, without protection. Hatless, yeah. That's right. You'd be exposed to the elements, exposed to the sun. You're going to fuck yourself up. You need protection. That's right. Believe me, it's for your own protection. That's um, Will Smith. 
Yeah, it is Will Smith. The late, great Will Smith. That's right. There's number six and a half. Always dedicate your podcast to the memory of the great Will Smith, a man whose career has experienced the undulating highs and lows that we come to expect with the great Hollywood conveyor belt of fame. My understanding is he had a, a pretty like rigid childhood. I was going to say tough. I don't know if that's the right word because usually when you say someone had a tough childhood, that's almost a euphemism for it being horrifically bad. But mm. it sounds like he did have a a, a, a tough upbringing. I've, I don't his know anything. His dad of... was a real hard ass. Oh, really? Made him and his brother um, disassemble and then reassemble a brick retaining wall in the backyard just to kind of instill some work ethic into them. Yeah. I don't think that's how you should instill work ethic into a person. It's not a huge waste of time. It's like breaking rocks in a jail yard, you know? It's like at least do something that's going to stay up there. Well, Build a chicken coop. No, but the the brick wall, now they know how to make a brick wall. Tim, can you make a brick retaining wall? I'm just saying build one that's going to stay there. They did. Do you know what I had to do yesterday? No. I had to bury a hedgehog in a shallow grave on this property. Why did the grave have to be shallow? Because I hit clay really early and it just got too hard to move any more of the clay. Good on you for giving the the hedgehog a a burial? Burial? Burial. I think it's burial. Oh, man. Yeah. Burial. Burial. See, in the Kiwi accent, we would say it like a berry grows on a tree and it's it's like a berry. It's a A burial. burial. But in any other language, I think you pronounce the U correctly. Burial. 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 So this hedgehog, right? It was a big hedgehog too. It was dead and sitting on the outside curb on our property for, I mean, I saw it one day and then I sort of went, well, like like all my problems, I think if I ignore this, it will go away. Of course. And then I went to bed and I got up in the morning on a sweltering Auckland day, which was yesterday. My God, it was hot. And uh, not only was the hedgehog still there... It concerningly had grown bigger. Oh, it was so, bloating. Yes. I That's not nice. Like a beached whale that had started to rot and fill with gas. So I thought, well, at a bare minimum, i got to get this out of the way of the dogs. Of you know, course. Because if the dogs yes, get a, yes, get a whiff yes, of this, yes, 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 quite. they're going to get stuck in. So um had to scoop it up, find a little spot in the garden that wasn't immediately clay. Because there's a lot of, cl- like, the ground here is clay a lot of the time. And um, dug a little hole and gave the, the hedgehog a little service. Did you say anything? I didn't say anything. But in your head, were you like, oh, I hope you had a nice life. I'll see you later. Little. In my head, I was like, this is the, the only hedgehog I've really interacted with in all my years is Sonic. And this is like the opposite. Three-dimensional and dead. Yeah. Not two-dimensional and, and bloat- faster and than bloating. the speed sound. Um, well... You know, good on you. Because we had, I remember we had outside of our our place um, on the on the footpath, everyone's footpath, but it was the footpath closest it's the to Queen's, our place. The yeah, Queen's yeah, footpath. Like the swans. Uh, there was a, a rat that died of unknown causes. Mm. And we left it. And we left it. And everyone else on the cul-de-sac left it. Yeah. And I watched over days, became weeks, became months as science ran its course. And this rat... I don't know if someone eventually scooped it after multiple weeks or months and got rid of it. But, Would have been a cat, maybe. But the cat, nah, man, because we've got so many cats now. And the cats and it knew was, not to fuck it. It was there it. for ages. Anyway, yeah. it decomposed. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Incredible. Isn't it um, interesting that the cats kind of, they know. They know what to fuck with and what not to fuck with. Mm. If it was a fresh rat, they might fuck with it. Oh, of course. Cats, yeah. Cats are um, little, you know, the cats are just, they're little domestic predators, aren't they? I could go. So much to write a musical about them. I could go my whole life without having a friend tell me that they got a cat. Like, yeah. I'm never like, oh, huge. You know, you've got friends who are all like, they're all deep into the cat game. Yep. I'm in a thread, which is not meant to be about cats. And all it is is people exchanging photos talking about cats. And I'm like, I've fucking seen a cat before. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. We've And it's not even like... We're done on it's cats. It's not even the responsibility. You know, you're not... It's like a dog is an investment. A cat, it's like, this thing is built to take care of itself. And guys speaking as someone who has a cat on site. I not know. some Luddite nobody. And, and I love the cat. And Fig and I have a great time together. But I don't think anyone else would be interested in it. You're not under a false pretense that you and the cat have some sort of relation. The cat Do is, you know what? The Fig, cat's around. Fig and I, are, we're flatmates. And we're, we're <laughs> flatmates with a, with a mutual respect and understanding for one another's wants and needs. You're in a share house together. I feed Fig every morning, 6 a.m., Every night, 6 p.m., Fig knows when the fuck he's eaten. Yep. Sometimes if I get up early and I'm doing some work, Fig will come sleep right next to me. Yesterday, I was going to the, um, we've got like a storage under the house, mm-hmm. and I was going to put something in the storage, mm-hmm. and Fig, no shit, was sitting like underneath the window, leaning against the wall like a person. <laughs> Just watching you, making sure well, it's Well, I looked kosher. at Fig, and Fig looked at me, <laughs> and we made eye contact, and then Fig changed his body position to something more cat-like. <laughs> Anyway, cats aren't interesting. Shouldn't have said it. Sorry for mentioning it, everybody. What do you mean? Shouldn't have said it. Well, I was just just talking about how I never need to hear about anyone's cats, and then here I am. I don't like you apologizing for saying things on this podcast. Well, I'm sorry, man. Makes it. Fuck. (laughs) I really pushed you into a corner on that one, didn't I? An easy corner. The corner of Easy Street and Easy Terrace. Whitney writes Dear boy. Oh, no. Hey, boys. I fucked it up on the first word. Just dropping by to say that the perforated stamp nightmare boner test was also a plot point in Sex in the City, the original series, or, quote marks, SATC plane. <laughs> Charlotte is having a m- major boner trubs with her. Oh, oh right. right. Major boner tribes yeah, yeah. with her first husband, Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks, and puts a ring of stamps around his David Lynch. I'm so sorry while he's sleeping, and then surreptitiously checks in the morning. I forget what the outcome is. I think the boner inspector is satisfied that all systems are still functional. Tim, I have to agree that uh, though that people move in their sleep, stamps cannot foretell the future. <laughs> to what is what is to what is that word? Tumusiniability. Yeah, you say it into the mic. You just pick up the rest of the email, maybe. Stamps cannot foretell the future. Tumusiniability of a penis. If said penis is connected to a human body, that will inevitably toss and turn and slumber. Get it together, science. It's the 90s. We've got to look up that word. That's a really great word. It's massive. It might be one of those words that doesn't exist, but the first bit does. Like, to, is it tumultuous? Is that the root? Or uh, I've punched in a rough version of it on Google, and they're like, 
Not even know. a digimentness. <laughs> no, dude. Anyway, anyway, this is just to say that all roads lead to each other, I guess. And this world is ridiculous. <laughs> if one can so easily connect putting stamps on a dick with two fellas and NZ with four gals fucking their way through the Big Apple. Love you lots if for some reason. This ends up on the friend zone. Tim, you can say my name. Guy, you already did. Bye, XOX Whitney. Well, guess what, Whitney? You daft motherfucker. I hadn't <laughs> said your name, and now I have real twice. Curve, real curveball. I don't think we've ever done a mid-message changeover. Um, Whitney, I feel like, gets it. Yeah. This message was sent in mid-November. Whitney gets what um, the podcast is all about. Whitney does get it. and it's, also It's not about the thing. It's about the idea. Yeah, yeah. And the stuff around the thing. Exactly. It's not about the penis. It's, it's about, about the things. stamps around the penis. So to, so to speak. Friendzone says Guy on de Gomez Mount and Timothy the Blessed, Fellows of the Frost. I bring you greetings. Fellows of the Frost. <laughs> that is our order. 2020, eh? By the time you read this, hopefully that sucker is dead and buried. You guessed correct. <laughs> I, for one, am planning a wake for the year that will also include a bit of jumping up and down on it to make sure the bastard is dead. Sheesh, what a monster. But there were perks. I attended a stand-up class and Tim taught me things. Oh, sick. It turns out, it turns out he's quite the teacher. Second career there, if you ever need it, Mr. Bat. You can just see it, can't you? Tim strolling, chilled beyond belief into a classroom ready to siphon knowledge into young and impressionable minds. Brilliant. I listen to way too many seasons of the podcast during lockdowns and commutes and runs and mowing the lawn whenever. Inspired by the rarity of podcasts nowadays and your modelling of high production values, I started teaching my media studies students how to follow in your footsteps and become podcast magnates. I can confirm that you are very safe in your number one spot at this point and that they are some years <laughs> away from being serious competition to you. Also, only one or two figured out where I got the inspiration for the unit from, so I've still got my job so far until they start talking to their friends about the most recent season. Then I'm completely fucked and looking for new work. Anyhow, Guy made some inspiring comments about his favorite mushroom sandwich a friend's on a tour ago, and I thought I'd share my lunchtime project with you. I'm attempting to find the best sandwich in the world, the sandwich de la creme, if you like. Sandwich deluxe. Te Hanawiti Tonga. Each fortnight, my workmates watch me waste an entire lunchtime constructing one of the greats, the pastrami on rye, Mexico's mole, Denmark's national dish, the open sandwich known as the smorterbrod, avocado fucking toast, le croque monsieur, the Reuben, Vietnam's amazing banh mi. Each of these amazing delectables are crafted with the finest ingredients a poor teacher's salary can afford, then savoured with the anticipation built up by a fortnight of planning and waiting. God, I love a good sandwich. And here another sandwich aficionado recommending one for me to go check out during the party was an unexpected treat. Many thanks, Guy. Any others you recommend out and about in your travels? The roast chicken sandwich at the Fed comes with chicken crackling and dipping gravy. How does it measure up? Yours and sandwiches, say my name, AJ. You remember AJ? Of course I do. Yeah. It's my re- most recent semester. Um, the chicken sandwich at the Fed I revisited very recently. And? I don't. I don't think it came with crackling when I got it. Oh, did it stand up under closer inspection? It's been quite a famous and popular sandwich in Auckland, New Zealand, for a while. A real institution of our people. People of a certain age, and that certain age is our age. That's right, and we are the same age as you, the listener. Um, what sandwiches? Have I, I mean, I, I still can't go past recommending Hare and Turtle if you are somehow in Auckland. That's out in a suburb I didn't even know existed called New Windsor. What about Christchurch? Do you know I haven't had a sandwich in Christchurch that wasn't at a, a house for mm, a long time. Mm. I would I would be lost. 
I wouldn't know where to go. Wellington, I got one for you. Go on. Romeo's. Where's that? Great new uh, little deli on Vivian Street. It's opposite the Victoria University School of Architecture and Design, that big red building. It's a cool building. It's a little deli uh, by day and a bar by night. It must be very close to the locksmith. Really close to the locksmith. Great place to go and um, get your shoes resold, yes, your locks done, absolutely. your fucking trophies engraved, yep. and um, your watch straps seen to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Romeo's in Wellington, if you're ever down that way. And uh, here in Turtle in Auckland are my two big sandwich tips. I actually, I did. Uh, I can't remember. Is it, is it time for a spin-off sandwich podcast series hosted by Guy Montgomery? Uh, no, no, there's not enough. I don't have enough experience. But I, I, do, I do love sandwiches. Oh, Hero experience? Sandwich in Mount, in Mount Eden. Um, it's, uh, I can't remember what street it's on. It might be New North Road, Hero Sandwich. They've got four sandwiches on the menu and they're all outstanding again I, I haven't tried all the sandwiches because I, I only have the vegetarian options but, I think um, you, you, you're kind of like putting yourself in a box of um, here, here's what I see happening for the podcast right is that you, you're the people's champ on the sandwich beat so you're not like a pretentious mm. sandwich connoisseur who's out of touch with what the general populace wants and needs out of a good Sammy you're actually you've got your finger on the pulse you're out there representing the people's wants and needs. That's right. And finding what they want. So, you know. Don't underestimate my input. No. People, people are getting a lot out of your sandwich recommendations. I appreciate that, Tim. Lends uh, itself to yeah. um, having guests on. Fuck, man. And talking that while eating. That eggplant palm from here in Turtle is... Um, yeah, there was a, a revelation, that one. I'm salivating thinking about it. My God. It's important to have hobbies, everybody. This one comes to us from Ray. Ray says, Hi Tim, and hopefully Guy via Tim. I was just enjoying a delectable episode of The Friend Zone, and you mentioned your YouTube Red Pilot. Coincidentally, I'd been thinking about rewatching it all day, and I'm going to take this prompt to go ahead and do so. No idea who left your single thumbs down, but they're a fool, and I simply won't stand for it. I believe there's two now, isn't there? How many yeah. thumbs ups have we got? Over a thousand, I think? I think we cracked a thousand. There's two thumbs downs on it. Some people just don't know what's good for them. Fun fact, continues Ray, which you may or may not care to know. I watched the pilot for the first time the day before my father died this year. It was a really joyful, positive moment, and I don't regret it. Thanks for that moment of a respite. Made a real difference to me, and I can't wait to watch it again. Also, Tim, thanks for guesting on my Naruto podcast. Say my name. If you do so, please, Ray. God damn it, Ray. I'm trying to remember the name of the podcast so I can shout it out because you haven't added it to the email. I'm going to track it down. That was a really fun, fun podcast with a, a group of friends. It was really cool. We watched. I watched an episode. They're all very au fait with the series. Mm. Oh boy, I'm going to track it down. But um, do you want to say anything about the YouTube Red Pilot while I find that? Uh, we're up to here are the numbers for you. One point one, one thousand point, one thousand one hundred likes. Two thumbs down, 19,671 views. The most recent comment was two weeks ago, and it says, Tim's lifeless smile was consistent throughout the entire pilot. It is very scary to me. Yeah. I read that um, that comment, and it gave me a great insight into maybe what I should do, the kind of comedy I should do on screen. Which is? Like kind of just fucking deadpan, dead-eyed, mm. just dead. <laughs> maybe I should be dead. Yeah, yeah. Scary stuff. Um, I got a big one here. It was a good insight, though. This, we got this the two days before Christmas last year. Yes, yes. 
Starts with multiple exclamation points, and it says, my cutoff PayPal message. So obviously this was one we started reading. The PayPal cut it off, and then here we are. Dear Tim Mann and Guy Burns, in a serendipitous turn of events, you shouted out both my hometown of Glasgow, Scotland, and my new home of Chicago, Illinois, in a recent Friendzone episode. Ah, uh, yes, Chicago, the Glasgow of America. This has inspired me to hashtag pay the boys. I did some back-of-the-envelope calculations, and I reckon my contribution equates to around 15 cents per hour of your hard work. Like Guy, Fuck, that's a lot. I'm a real piece of shit. Unlike Guy, I'm entirely opposed to the ongoing novel coronavirus Disease 2019 pandemic. I'm so glad we're getting a timely reminder of Guy Montgomery's politically incorrect stance of being pro-COVID. Yeah. You love the stuff. No, 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 no. Uh, That's totally wrong. Sorry, I I hate it. I I think it's terrible. My sister moved from Glasgow to, fuck, what an international family, Auckland earlier this year to work ah, as a yes, doctor. Ah, yes, Auckland, the Glasgow of the South Pacific. She's one of those people you locked away in a hotel for two weeks upon arrival. I've told we her to ask do it. every colleague she encounters how many times their partners watch Grown Ups 2. <laughs> if this number is promising, she'll proceed to ask how many said partners watch watches 90s softcore pornography with a friend. Hopefully, we'll soon be two degrees of separation apart. <laughs> Your podcast has been a regular source of comfort since I started listening last year. Help me through the most stressful stages of my PhD and to intermittently disengage from the utter insanity of the world. In many ways, I think of you both as shamans. Peace and love, and please read out my name. Kieran Coley Lynch, or Kyron Coley Lynch. I'm sorry, but I didn't know how to pronounce it. Is it Kyron, do you think? I do. I would like to say thank you for the message, and I hope that we get to meet your sister, right, who's here. In Auckland? My sister. Kyron. Isn't that in the yeah, yeah. My sister isn't. Well, she's actually not here, but she lives here. Was, she's not here right now. I was talking to the yeah. person who sent the message. She's in Tauranga. That's cool. Yeah, she's there for work. <laughs> she's interviewing Kiwi Fruit Growers all around New Zealand. That's cool, man. It's an insane job. Zoe used to work in kiwi in the Kiwi Fruit industry. They'd have a lot to talk about. They should catch up. Zoe Alongside, worked, uh, She worked like 65-hour weeks. But then because she was earning a bit of money and had nothing to spend it on because she was at work all the time, she like used it to go to Europe. That's, That's kind of cool, though. That's really cool. Remember when you could do that? I've never been to Europe, except for that one time we went to London. Hey, Tim. That was it. Europe's closed. I don't think I'll ever go. <laughs> I think that's it now. Also, I tried to have a look for Ray's um, Naruto podcast, and I can't find it in my emails. I'm really sorry. But I'm, I'm glad that we could provide a little ray of light on what was a really dark time i'm sure for you and your family mm-hmm. and um for kyron man i'm glad that all all you peeps uh got a bit of traveling while the getting was good because ding dong the gates are closed because ding dong the witch is dead witch old witch we've been sent a um image which is pretty steamy would you like to see it holy hell forbidden friend zone What's not to like? It's um, so a pretty classical image of a Mills and Boone type couple on the front. Very heteronormative, I might add. But there is a uh, muscle-bound, shirt-opened man with blonde flowing hair who's um, got one hand wrapped around a rope. So maybe they're on a boat. In fact, I can see waves in the background. They appear to be on the deck of a ship. Uh, the face has been replaced with Guy Montgomery's mustachioed uh, face and then I my face has been supplanted onto the maiden I guess you would say who's being clutched by the by the male 
and it says Forbidden Friends Zone. This has been sent to us by Clem Fandango. Yes, we can hear you. Tim and Guy, I recently messaged you on Patreon and mentioned the f- the friend fiction I was writing. Thought I'd shoot over a copy of the first book, uh, the first draft book cover. Any feedback you have would be great to have before I start shopping it out to publishers. I'll be sure to send you a copy when it's complete. Warmest regards, Alex. Alex uh, sent a subsequent email two days later. As promised, see the attached ebook. Careful, it's pretty steamy. And there is, um, it's called Forbidden Friend Zone, and there is an attached PDF. So not only do we have the image, but apparently we might be dealing with an entire... Uh, novel. Well, fucking strap in. Let's sit whoa, back. Whoa, whoa, wee whoa. 348 <laughs> pages. I'm sorry. What? Guy has grabbed my phone off of me. There's a lot of text on that file. What is happening here? <laughs> Can you just scroll into the middle and tell me what's there? Because we'll just see if it's like filler text in the middle. I'll go to, I'm... <laughs> Don't go to the end, though. Don't no, spoil no, no. the ending. Okay, well, I'm, so I'm on page... <laughs> 44 right now with the heading chapter 5. Okay. It's very quiet. The light is muted. I'm comfortable and warm in this bed. Hmm. Open my eyes and for a moment I'm tranquil and serene, enjoying the strange, unfamiliar surroundings. I have no idea where I am. The headboard behind me is in the shape of a massive sun. It's oddly familiar. The room is large and airy and plushly furnished in browns and golds and beige. I've seen it before. Where? My befuddled brain struggles through its recent visual memories. Holy crap! I'm in the Heathman Hotel in a suite. I've stood in a room similar to this with Kate. This looks bigger. Oh, shit. I'm in Guy Montgomery's suite. How did I get here? This is, um... This is real. This is fucking real. I'm scrolling down and, like... What page are you on now? 72. Like, all uh, our names are peppered through this, and it's all, like... This is all legit. All right, Alex, here's what's going to happen. Holy fuck. This is massive. This is 348 pages of... I'm guessing erotic fiction. I re- I think we should record this. Is it is it like a the whole thing? Yeah, an audio book. If he took the time to write it, the least we could do is take the time to read it into a microphone. Yeah, it's, I mean it's going to be a big day's work. We can do it separately. This feels like a nighttime activity. Yeah, yeah. Where I'll just sit alone reading um, page after page of this uh, thing. We could do like a chapter each. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this is Alex's project. Obviously, it's his. It's his copyright. It's his thing. But um, what we'll do, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, if we do it, we'll, we'll we'll ask for permission to release it, and we could put the whole. Oh, that might be nice. Yes, the whole thing out. Yes, so that might intense. be really nice. I wonder if anyone would like to throw in and do some, um, you know, music. Audi- audio design music. We also, I mean, I was skim reading that. I've got no idea how erotic it gets. It might be filthy. Um, yeah, I'm just having a little scroll around. It and was it like it looks pretty like all good. They did warn that it, it was it, steamy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's like a Mills and Boone type romance novel. Yes, Mister. Mo- this is 215. Uh, by the way, page number 215. Yes, Mister. Montgomery, look after her. She's a beautiful, bright young woman. Guy is taken aback. As am I. I wonder whose perspective this is written from. Sounds like it's written from the perspective of Clem Fandango. <laughs> what an inappropriate thing for a doctor to say. Is she giving him some kind of not-so-subtle warning? Guy recovers himself. I fully intend to, he mutters, amused. <laughs> Gazing at him, I shrug, embarrassed. I'll send you my bill, she says crisply as she shakes his hand. Good day and good luck to you, Tim. She smiles, her eyes crinkling as she does the way when we shake hands. <laughs> 
How about it? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, this is not quite in the same familiar. This one says, my mom made me watch Home Alone 3 because it's better than the first one. So I'm now making her listen to the emergency season. Her fondness now also explains why Home Alone 3 was the only one we owned when I was a child and why I consequently watched it many times before ever seeing the original. We'll return with updates and no doubt rebuttals from my mom to your Home Alone 3 criticisms. Micah. One day later. All she said about the podcast was, that was cute, which is a pretty good burn. That is. Yeah, that's a dramatic burn. Well, fuck us, I guess. Although we are cute, so we got that going for us. Do you like the? Do you like being described as cute? Yeah, love it. Cool. I'm opening up the Patreon now. Good I on you. Forget to read messages from it. And Alex has. Uh, that's probably why it's hard to log in. We've just sent an email to here. Can you please verify that it's you? Fuck, just let me in. Let me in. Do you want to read another email while I'm? Yeah, yeah. um, with pleasure. Again, ingress. This is from 2021. Catching up, as we always do, to the present day. Afternoon, fellas. For reasons I have just, on this date in 2021, completed listening to your show. That makes me three and a bit years late to this party, but here I am. Season three is finished. The following sentiment's been expressed countless times around the friends zone, but I'm going to say it again. This is a bittersweet moment for me. I'm sad to be losing this from my life, but I'm happy for you guys that you won't be doing this to yourself for a fourth time. Whoops. Your struggle was incredibly visceral. At times, and I would genuinely worry for your mental health if you were to continue. I hope whatever you good boys, you brave boys, you cute boys have moved on to makes you happier. I also hope to find something at least as excellent as this now defunct podcast to fill my time <laughs> because uh, I tell you, without the worst study of all time, I can't imagine how 2021 could possibly live up to the magnificent year that was 2020. My love you both. P.S. Say my name. Say my name. If no one is around you, say, baby, I love you if you ain't running game. And that was from Liam. So thank you, Liam. Well, um, Liam, you're at the bottom of season three. Boy, do I have some good news for you. There's a wealth of <laughs> content. We, we didn't go anywhere. 
We never left. Um, what did Anna say? Oh, that's a that's a technical message. Love that. Uh, this one though is from um, Code Lima. You read me? Mm-hmm. Dear Batmobile and Guy Cycle, that's us. <laughs> I have some incredible news to share regarding uh, su- se- uh, super secret joint venture Kellyanier. Oh, and then we've got a. Um, a link to a YouTube video for additional details, but I believe we've found your way to get your first dollar sign T-bone. Anyway, love you both. Please say the fuck out of my name. Andrew, riches ain't shit wild. Well, look, that's that's Patreon shit. Yeah, yeah. Extremely. It's a secret project that we've got going on on there. You as, know that... This was mentioned. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are sparring at the moment. Like for the position, or are they actually they're having like, an argument? They're throwing shade or something at each other about satellites. Good. Don't know what it means. Whoever wins, we lose. It's like predator versus alien. Alex, a different Alex writes, dear GNT. Over the last month, I've made my way through almost 100 hours of your 325 plus hour back catalog. Fucking hell, dude. It's a lot of Tim and Guy out there on the internet, eh? Huge amount. <laughs> and I've been having a wonderful time. So right off the bat, let me just say, thank you. You haven't got me through any tough times, but you've made me a somewhat below average October more enjo- you have made a somewhat below average October more enjoyable. However, I have had a terrible thought. Are you two genuine real life friends or is it just an act like Adam and Jamie from Mythbusters who famously hate each other outside the show? Is that fucking true? Didn't know that. Didn't know that at all. Interesting. I truly hope this is not the case, as it would undermine the steamy fanfic I've been writing. Oh, it's this? Okay, it's this, (laughs) Alex. Um, uh, Maybe I'm better off not knowing. As they say, ignorance is bliss, but perhaps we'll find out in 225 bliss-filled hours from now on a friend zone if you still read out messages. Much love. Alex, P.S. I've been enjoying the New Zealand edition of Taskmaster. I think you two would be perfect competitors on a future season. It has been said. I hope that happens. Um, do you want to address the allegations that we are friends outside of this podcast? Uh, the allegations are true. We are friends. We've actually um, we've remained friends the whole time. And uh, I would say we've even streamlined our operation to try and... Because if you, if you, you work together with someone for a long time, then the, the lines blur. And especially when your line of work is self-torture... Uh, there can be a Pavlovian response to receiving correspondence from either party. Guy and I are so thirsty to hang out. Yeah, like, as friends, we always try and op- try and find opportunities. For we went it. to um, we went to New Year's a comedy show together. Oh yeah, we did last Thursday. Do you want to talk about that? What yeah, happened? sure. Uh, we went and saw Russell Howard, the wickedly talented, the one and only Russell Howie. <laughs> fucking great things happening in New Zealand, where because we're the only ones open, really, especially for you know live performance. All these international comedians and yeah. musicians are coming here. Yeah, I mean, so we got Russell Howard. We got Russell Howard. Bill Bailey's coming soon. Mm. Uh, we, you know he's we, charging like ninety dollars. Bill Bailey. Yeah, it's but, too much, man. It's a lot of money. I feel like I bet you Russell Howe's charging more. You reckon? 90 bucks. To, like when Jimmy Carroll shit used to come here pre-pandemic, they'd be like 125 or something. Fuck me. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to start charging. Went to the show. 
Had a great time. Oh, we drove to the show together, parked the car. Guy picked me up, treated me to the show. We um we parked the car. Before we watched the show, I will confess, we smoked a little weed. A little bit of weed. Not a lot of weed. Is that such a crime? Yes. yes. Unfortunately. Yeah, we got that one wrong. Anyway, we went to the show, had a fantastic time. It lasted, you know, including opener and break, two hours, two and a half hours. The show finished. You know, was I was uh, of a clear mind, confident that I could drive the car home. We went back down to where the car was parked. Could not for the life of me see the car. Thought I was experiencing some sort of confusing optical illusion. Yeah, and and because I've got a notoriously bad memory, I was no, I was like, "Fuck, did we park here? Look, we park somewhere else? Every possible spot where the car could have been parked. It's like, God damn, maybe we were towed by the towing company, even though it's outside of towing hours. Maybe, you know, we broke some rule we didn't know about. Called up the towing company. They said we do not have that car on our property. A friend was wa- and I was like, well. The car's been stolen then. A friend who'd also been at the show was walking down to their car, ran into us, and we were like, oh, man, our car got stolen. He's like, oh, that sucks. At this point, I was still utterly convinced it had been towed. I just thought it was in transit. And um, anyway, he was like, well, do you want to ride? And I was like, "Uh, probably going to deal with the stolen car thing here first. And he's like, fair enough. And then I said to him, well, enjoy your car. He got back to his car. It had been broken into, and they'd fucked his ignition barrel. Mm. And um, the car was immobile. The car was immobile. And then I was like, well, it's definitely been stolen. So that's when I called the police. And I was like, I'd like to report a stolen car. And they were like, how do you know it's been stolen? And I told them what I just told you. And they were like, yeah, your sounds, car's totally been stolen. That's pretty stolen. So then I, I told them about what we'd done and how the car was stolen. Not the weed bit, Not though. The weed we bit, left no, that yeah. out. And then um, they said, all right, sucks to be you. Sorry this happened. Peace out. Peace out. No, they, safe. they first said, have you got any CCTV cameras there under the bridge? And I, I kind of thought the police knew where they all were. <laughs> I thought they were their yeah, cameras. Because yeah. there's a sign right where um, Guy had parked the car under the bridge where it says CCTV cameras in operation. A great sign. Mm. But then we looked everywhere and there were There were no CCTV <laughs> cameras. And, yeah, they had no idea. Anyway, um, Anyway, the car's been jacked. The car's if been you jacked. see it. No, no. Well, you, here's, a, here's something you don't even know. The oh. next morning I woke up to an email from the New Zealand police and a missed phone call at 3 a.m. saying the car had been recovered in Papakura. And, um, they Beautiful hadn't, Papakura. They hadn't found any suspects, but I was, I was going away the next day. So I was away for four days. I went and picked it up yesterday. The ignition barrel, 100% fucked. They broke a back window. <laughs> they left a mascara tool like an eyelash tool and some gloves in there slovenly slovenly they took some of my clothes but not all of my clothes yeah insulting <laughs> although the joke's on them because the clothes they took i was actually i had in the car to take to the sallies oh true oh well that's just cutting out the middle man isn't absolutely it? um and you can start the car with a flathead screwdriver <laughs> uh what most people don't know about a 1986 Toyota Corolla is, well, you, you start that bad boy up with you, a flathead You couldn't originally, but they've <laughs> fucking smashed in the ignition barrel, and now, you, and now you can. And honestly, I don't know. I hope they got wherever they needed to go, but it was and remains a <laughs> massive pain <laughs> in the ass. That is a lovely sentiment. <laughs> well, I, hope, I hope you guys got your needs met, because yeah. this has been quite yeah, inconvenient yeah. for me, I hope the that, owner of the car. I hope that how convenient this experience has been for you. 
equals yeah. how fucking inconvenient. Actually, no, is greater than how inconvenient sure. it's been for me. That's yeah. that's my hope. So, what's the deal with the windscreen? Is it still like it's just it's oh, it's been gone. smashed. But so there's a there's a place called Spartan Toyota um, where they have Spartan Toyota. They have all if sorts your car's of cars been broken into. We'll fix it for you. That's right, and they've got all sorts of spare odds and ends Toyota bits, and so I'm gonna um. I, got, I went in and they were like, okay, we'll have a look. They couldn't find it. So they like, give us a call tomorrow. We'll let you know. So I'm going to call them back after this. Find out if they've got a 1986 Toyota Corolla ignition barrel. If they do, well, you better believe I'm buying that, taking it to a mechanics. They're going to put it in the car. If they don't, probably going to have to just take the car to a, a yard and sell it for bits. True, true, true. Should I see if I can get my dad up? He'd be able to fix that if we could get the ignition. Oh, it's sweet. But no, we don't need to, we don't need to introduce other people's oh come on mate He's, he no we don't want to burden on. other people with this Andy I know you're listening is he guy needs a hand no 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 mum and dad listen on the car in the car when they go over the hill really yep no oh, that's so sweet but no 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 stay stay where you are um I'll 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 figure it out anyway all that to say that I've just got the um the Google up for other guys from Mythbusters friends and it says here Jamie and I make no bones about the fact we're not friends Savage told Business Insider recently we don't get along very well together on a personal level. In 25 years, we've known each other. We've never had dinner alone together. What the fuck? Yeah. That is so weird. Why would you do the show? Well. I mean, money, I yeah. guess. But, like, fuck, what's it all for? It's 11. Anywho, great to be with you for this friend zone, my friend. I'm talking to the listener. You yeah. are also my friend, but I was trying to do that radio thing of like you talk to one person. No, yeah. I know, I know the trick. You, you told me about it. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that's probably enough. Absolutely. Hope you're all doing well. Yeah, big time. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about Tim. We're both doing great. The we're doing great. In fact, we're putting the wheels on our stream that we're doing in conjunction with Littlefield, the theatre in Brooklyn, which is uh, you know theatres the world over are trying to find innovative ways to um, survive, basically, that because of the correct. devastating effects of uh, COVID. And uh, part of part of that solution is doing some live streams, and we are proud to present um, uh, And Just Like That is the name of the event. And it's Guy and I writing a pilot for the first episode of the new season of Sex in the City that's been announced. That is... Sans Samantha Jones. 100% correct. And um, we're furnishing the, the cast with a panel of our fantastic friends. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. We've been hashing out some story beats. God damn, guys come up with some incredible, incredible shit. It's going to be... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how all of these little disparate threads come together. So that is happening on Friday, the 19th of February, 3 p.m. in New Zealand, which will be 9 p.m. on Thursday, February 18, in New York City, which will be 6 p.m. in LA, and other times in other places. I'm so sorry to the UK. It's at like 3 a.m. Yeah, but we're going to record it. Yeah, so yeah like you'll, we'll, you'll, you'll be able to get it. There'll be a way. Um, it's quite cheap too, right? I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a recommended donation of $8, but it's your call. Tickets are available if you go to our Twitter, TwyoatPod, or our Facebook page, we City of All Time, you'll find the ticket link on Eventbrite. We would love so much for you to join us. It promises to be a... Um, It'll be really fun. A really fun time. And I think we have... I th- I'm pretty sure we've got a very special guest who will be um, hosting... A moderator. Yeah. For the uh, Q&A. Like a Q&A session at the end. I've heard tell of this as well. Yeah. Uh, I just need to make sure we've got that person because I couldn't really believe that they... Would do it. Would do it. But they might. 
and it is not Sarah Jessica Parker. Ah, oh, cat's out of the bag. Um, so not yeah, anymore. thank you for listening. Keep an eye out for that. Just a quick, a quick and final reminder that um, stop moving the boom arm. It's a very cheap off. one. I love moving the boom arm. Uh, if you, you there's that 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 under overlooked and undercooked Rob Schneider thing. Last time I'll plug it, but I we had a lot of fun and a lot of not fun doing that. Really frustrated Tim. Oh, we haven't talked much about it on this. Like, yeah. So what? That, so that I mean, you probably heard it because it's on this stream. It's on but the feed. Yeah. If you want to kind of recommend that for friends and they're too confronted with all the <laughs> worst idea shit, like that's on its own podcast stream. So if you just looked for overlooked and undercooked. That is, it's a, it lives there. It's easy to find. Wonderful self-contained product, yeah. and it features fantastic guests, including Daniel Sloss, Rose Matafeo, Alice Sneddon, and Joseph Moore. So, feel free to check that out. Otherwise, look after yourselves. Love you, love you. If you're in New Zealand and you're listening to this, I hope you're fucking scanning QR codes. <laughs> what is he like? What am I like? You know what I'm like. Well, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, it's the friend zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend zone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.